0: 10th, 2016. Hello and welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. I'm Bobby. Thanks for spending time with us this week. Before the message, let me fill you in on what's happening right now at Foundations Church. Hey, ladies! Bunco night is back by popular demand, and the tickets are on sale in the church lobby right now for five dollars on a first come, first served basis. Childcare is available, so you have no excuse to miss out on what's sure to be the rowdiest you've ever been in church—short of good old-fashioned revival. Contact Casey Graves. At C A S E Y at FoundationChurch.com for details. Project Hunger is still in need of volunteers. It's an effective and hugely practical ministry that provides food for families in need in our neighborhood, and all you have to do is pick up a box at church and deliver it during the week. Sign up at our website or email Kelly Jones at kellye 911 at gmail.com to get started. Also, Voltage Students. Beach Camp 2016 in Florida is July 8th through 11th, and the $50 deposit that's required to reserve your spot is due on the 27th of April. All of the info is on the site, or you can email michael at foundationschurch.tv to make sure you don't miss out on an amazing chance to grow closer to Christ, make friends, and have fun on the beach. And now, here's Pastor Justin Graves.
1: Hello. There I am. Sorry. That, that was all me. That wasn't them upstairs. That was me. Hey, let's give it up to our worship team. They are just killing it. Um, they are fantastic fantastic weekend and week out. Thank you guys and ladies so much for what you guys do. Um, hey, today we are in a series called The Timothy Project, and I want to get right into it. And this is our second week in this series. And if you missed last week, do me a favor and go back and listen to the message from last week, because it was just a great message that we don't want you to miss. Um, but in this series, our goal is this. Timothy's name means one who honors God. And so our goal, my goal for this series is that our lives would be lived in such a way that our lives honor God. Whether it is at work, whether it's at home, whether it's at church, whether it's in our downtime, man, our lives are being lived out in such a big way and in such an obedient way, in such a surrendered way. That it just honors God in all that we do. And we read this verse last week, but 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 through 6 says this, The purpose of my instructions is that all believers, all followers, would be filled with the love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. And this morning, we we, we talked about last week having a genuine, real faith that isn't counterfeit, that's not not mistaken for something that it's not. And today we want to talk to you about the worthless discussions, um, what I call chatter chatter, 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 chatter. A lot of us, you know somebody who chatters all the time. My youngest daughter, Chloe, is a chatterer. From the moment she wakes up, we'll ride in the car. She either wants Taylor Swift on or she wants to talk. And so, most of the time, I'm like, let's talk. Um, But... Um, when, I mean, it can be this morning, she came early to church with me and she's like, so dad, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, Chloe, I just, I just, I I, I just need silence for just a moment. And she's like, well, I'd just like to talk that And I'm like, I know, um, we, we know people who chatter, who talk, and it's never really, um, a lot of times they just talk about nothing. Now, before we get going in this message, I want to make a disc- disclaimer here. Um, because if I don't do this, you're going to think, oh, I have to be this person. Um, I want us to be real people. I want us to, I I am one of those people that if you get to hang out with me very long, do you see what I just did there? I say you get to hang out with me. Um, But um, if you have to hang out with me for very long, uh, that I just talk about real stuff. Um, I'm a real person. I like talking about sports. I like talking about my kids. I like talking about just life in general. I'll talk about stupid stuff. I mean, I will, and some of us were masters at talking about stupid things. You know what I'm talking about? We can make a like this past week, we were talking about who's better, Superman or Batman, within our staff. You know, because Superman versus Batman. Who cares? You know. Um, but but here's why I'm saying that it's okay to have moments of that. But what I have noticed is that our lives have been consumed with that. And, and, and as followers of Christ, we're supposed to be talking about stuff without everything we're saying and everything we're involved in being chatter. And I've noticed it as a society and as a, a country as a whole, for the most part, and this is true, and it's our first point today, is that we engage in the worthless and avoid the significant. We engage in the worthless, but we avoid the the significant we, we engage in the chatter. And, and let me give you the definition of chatter. Chatter means this, to talk rapidly or incessantly about trivial matters. I like another definition that says just a stream of idle talk. It's not going anywhere. Some of you are like, I got that. I know that person. Um, and you're just like, you are wearing me out this morning. Um, hopefully, you don't feel that way right now. Um, but we we. We engage in the worthless, a lot, as a culture. And and what has happened is that we avoid the significant discussions, the significant conversations, that we should be having. Let me me give a great example of this. I love social media. I love Facebook. Um, And and about a little over a year ago, there was a picture put up of the dress, the yellow and the gold and white dress. You guys remember this picture right here? Um, Yeah. And you're like, is it yellow and gold? Is it gold and white? Or is it blue and black, you know? And everybody's like, how do you see that color? You're stupid. And how do you see that color? And you're stupid. And everybody knows it's gold and white. I mean, it's easy to spot, you know? Um, But but here's the deal. There were fights. There were discussions. and, And man, who cares? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this really literally consumed our nation for a good two weeks. I mean, it was on talk shows, it was on morning talk shows, it was all over the social media, it's what we talked, have you seen this picture, have you, did you hear about this, what color do you see, what this, this, this right here is being all about that chatter, I'm all about that chatter, all that chatter, no trouble. I'm all about the chatter, and our lives have become consumed with this. And the Bible says this. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16 through 17. It says, avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. Now, I will tell you this, worthless talk, uh, chatter... Things that don't matter, things that, 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 man, we shouldn't be. Some of us, it's not even that we're just talking about nothing. We're talking about things we shouldn't. Can I tell you, when we engage in that, it starts spreading and taking over our whole entire life. It moves. It consumes you. And some of us, our life has been all about engaging in the worthless. Really, when you think about the majority of your life, we're engaging in the worthless things, but never engaging in the significant things. Let me get, give you a little bit more of breaking down of what chatter kind of means. The definition to it for me is chatter is criticism. You're always criticizing. Nobody's ever good enough. Nobody ever does anything good enough. You always find the negative in anything, and you're, you you want to spin it like you're a realist. That's not it at all. You're just being a critical person, and you're all about the chatter. Some of you, it's hateful words. You're a name caller. You're a yeller. You're a screamer. You say obscene words when you get upset, and nobody wants to tip the boat. Nobody Wants to rock the boat because they know if they do, there's going to be a price to pay. And, and, and you are, you, you, or your life just has become consumed when things don't go your way. You're just, ah, and you go crazy. And the Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 through 32. It says, When you talk, do not say harmful things, but say what people need. <clears throat> words that will help others become stronger, then what you say will do good to those who listen to you. Are the words you're saying helping others become better? Is it helping others to become stronger? Or is it just chatter? Is it criticism? Is it, is it hateful words? And don't make the Holy Spirit sad. The Spirit is God's proof that you belong to Him, <coughs> God gave you the spirit to show that God will make you free when the final day comes. So, do not be bitter or angry or mad. Never shout angrily or say things to hurt others. Never do anything evil. Well, that's just me, but we're instructed to be better than just me. We're instructed to be a Timothy that lives a life that is honoring God. Be kind and loving to each other and forgive each other just as God forgave you in Christ. That's what we're called to do. And yet, most of us, we're involved and we're engaged in the criticism, in the hateful words. We're involved in the chatter. We're involved in the assumptions. And I will say this about assumptions. You don't know what you don't know. And when you claim to think you know what you don't know, feelings are hurt and relationships are damaged. There's another thing that people say about assumptions, but I'm a pastor. I don't talk like that. Um, assumptions. There's trivial matters. Uh, chatter. Man, things that just doesn't matter. It's like that slogan on meatballs way back in the 80s. It just doesn't matter. Just Man, we just talk about, and we never engage in the, in the significant. We just talk about the fluff. Trivial matters. We were, our words are tearing down. We're always sarcastic. We're always negative. And, and we want to spin it like this, fellas. We want to say, well, I'm just teasing. I'm just joking. But man, that's hard to live with after a while. When it's always tearing down. When it's always making fun of. And, and, our, and, our, and we're engaging in the worthless. Some of us, it's eruptive words. And our words are explosive and there's no control in it. It's out. We're just like, ah, you know, and it's just like we, we puke down our life. We're just like, ah, we get mad. It's eruptive and it's rumors and gossip. Can I tell you, most, more damage has been done by gossip and rumors in the church than anything else. Because it's a lot easier to talk about others than it is to engage with others. And if we're going to be the church that God has called us to be, we can't be a church that gossip and loves, loves others at the same time. It's an either-or situation. And if you have a problem with gossiping, hear me. Stop it. I, I, I hate gossip. I was on a staff with a, with a pastor that actually said, you know, I, I was like, so what do you like doing? Because he didn't play sports, he didn't play golf, and he's like, I just like talking about people. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I'm in my 20s. I'm like, what? And every time we got together, just talking about people, talking about people, I was like, man, fire is gonna fall and consume us all right now. Um, he was caught up in the chat, and some of us We're caught up in the chatter. And here's what the Bible says. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it says, words kill and words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose the words. Are your words giving life to your relationships? Are they strengthening other people that are hearing it? Is it advancing the kingdom of God? Or is it killing the relationships? Is it killing people? Is it weakening? Is it hurting The Bible says this in Psalms 34, verse 12 through 13. It says, does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Yes, please. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. You see, we get caught up in the chatter. We get caught up in the worthless things. You know what, the, the, the thing is, last week we, had, we did baby dedications here, and I read in Deuteronomy, you know, the charge to parents to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and parents, you're to impress these upon your children. Talk about them when you, when you wake up, when you walk along the road, when you're eating, when you're sleeping, you know, when you go to sleep, you know, impress them on your children. And let me talk to all the parents, no matter how old your kids are or aren't. When's the last significant conversation you've had about the Lord with your kid? We went, and we went back to, I don't know what to say. And here's the deal we've let the significant things become really awkward and, and the worthless things become really comfortable. And parents, you and I are, are meant to engage. When's the last time you talk to your kids about the opposite sex? You want to talk about weird? Woo! Embrace, uh, Charlie is there right now. Fifth grade, they show the video at school. And here's the deal, I'm just gonna, it's okay for me to be real right now. Can I just be real, let you guys into, into the Graves household right now and for you to be like, my pastor is messed up. We knew the video was coming. and I was like, Casey, we gotta talk to her. And guys, did you hear what I just said? I said, we, I've gotta talk to her. I said, don't get me wrong, you gotta lead the way on this one, Casey. Cause I don't know, I have diarrhea of the mouth. I don't know what's too much, I don't know what's too little. You know, I'm just like, wah. And so she led the discussion, and I was there, and I go, hey, I, and it's the talk. And parents, we're actually really getting serious about possibly doing a, a, a just a little training session with parents about how to have the talk. Because um, this came up in our connect group last week, and I was like, man, we need help. Um, and, and, and so, I looked at Charlie, I go, man, if you got questions, I go, do you have questions? Because I'll answer them right now. I mean, I'm I'm probably, my eyes are about as big as they are right now. I'm just like, she's like, no, dad, no, 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 no. You know, I'm like, really? I'm like, if you, if you have questions about guys, if there's any, and some of you are sitting by your kids, you're like, this is really weird right now. Because here's why, here's why. We've not engaged in the significance. And your kids have to hear the significance, the important discussions from you. You're to impress them on your kids. Not let the world impress their values on your kids. That's your job, that's your role. And yet we want to avoid the significant and we want to engage in the worthless. We want to engage in the chatter. Everybody that's in a relationship. Man, you may be married, you may be dating, you may be engaged. Chances are, unless you've been dating a week. If you already have issues dating within a week, you need to break up. That's not biblical, I'm just telling you some wisdom from Justin Graves 101. You need to walk away from that. But if there's issues going on, there's there's so many issues. There's so many touchy subjects and touchy issues going on in our marriage with with our, our husband and wife, within engagements, within dating relationships. And we don't engage in the significant. We just let it sit there. Because what do I do? What what do I say? That's going to be, I might hurt her feelings. I may hurt his feelings. They may get mad at me. And we're a lot more comfortable engaging in the worthless with our spouse. We talk all the time, but we don't say anything. And so we would rather, it's like a pair of sweatpants. You know what? I can wear I've got a pair of sweatpants that are awesome um, at my house. I will cry when they break down because I, every time I go home, man, sweatpants on, Hulkamania t-shirt on. Um, that's what, that's my go-to thing. Um, and um, I love them. But here's the deal. I understand that it's not, it's dysfunctional if I wear my sweatpants everywhere. Like right now, if I showed up and I've got super dry sweatpants on, I'm like, I'm here because this is this how I feel. I feel comfortable. I'm more comfortable in my sweatpants than my jeans or anything else. You know, I show up to the gym. You know, hey Derek, let's work out. I'm in sweatpants, and you know that that's 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 weird. That's not that's not okay. It's not okay for me to show up in weddings in a pair of sweatpants and do the ser- guys. I'm just comfortable this way, and I don't want to you know do something that makes me uncomfortable. And, but and, and, why we can realize and we can recognize that's dysfunctional. We don't realize that it's dysfunctional to stay quiet about issues we need to be engaging in with our spouses, with our boyfriends, with our girlfriends, with our fiancés. And nothing's going to improve, nothing's going to change as long as you never talk about it. You got to engage in the significant even if it makes you uncomfortable and stop living and being consumed with the worthless. Man, you gotta speak life. Man, you're either speaking life or you're speaking death, but having no action at all is taking an action. It, your inaction is an action, understand that. And, and that's a, it, it's not gonna get better as long as you stay inactive about your situation. Other thing is this, our friendships. Man, we don't, we don't really, when's the last time you talked to your friends? Man, I'm all about talking about how's life, how's the kids, sports, catching up, all that. It's great. When's the last time you had a significant discussion with one of your friends? Some of you, you know friends, man, who are screwing their lives up right now, and you're just watching it, and you're not saying anything. It's just like, it's going to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be weird. But you and I have a duty, even if they don't realize they need it, man, you've got a duty to engage in the significance. And not just stay consumed with the worthless. Because here's what I, 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 I'm understanding, and, and here's what the Bible charges us with, and Paul charged Timothy with, was this, is that don't be ashamed of or timid about what you love most. Don't be ashamed of, or we could put right there embarrassed of, don't be ashamed of or timid about what you love the most. Um, Charlie has a she's in that stage where we're into flashcards. You know what I'm talking about. And so there's questions. She has social study questions. And I take her to, to school every day. And we're sitting in my truck. And one of my, I, I really do enjoy this. Um, I'll ask her questions and she's going to tell me the answer. And the answer's on the back of the card. And so we'll, we'll go through. And Charlie, for the, she's really great in school. And so most of the time she gets it or she she knows the answer, or it's right there. And you can tell, like when I'm asking the question, I'm that guy that just wants to tell her. You know, if she's struggling with that, she's like, it, it, it's the legislative branch, you know, or it's the executive branch, or it's the Declaration of Independence, or, or, or whatever it may be. And so we'll be asking questions, and I can, t- I mean, she's like, uh, I think I know, I think I know. I'm right there, I'm right there. And I've got the answer right on the back of the card. And I'm like, oh, I can tell you this, but, ah, uh. you know, I'm just like, I've I've got the answer to the question right here. Come on, come on, come on. And I'll hint around about it until she finally gets the answer. Here's what I would tell you. You and I, as followers of Christ, we've got the answer. We've got the answer. Whatever the problem is, whatever the situation is, we've got the answer. Man, if you're hurt, You know what? You don't need another church. You don't need another small group. You need Jesus. He's the only one that can fix your hurt. You're bitter. You know what? You need Jesus. Your situation's not going to get better, but Jesus can make you better. You're discontent. You know what? Having more stuff ain't going to make you better, but having a personal relationship with Jesus will make it better. If you're anxious, you need Jesus. If you're frustrated, you need Jesus. If you're fearful, you need Jesus. If you're angry, you need Jesus. You feel left out, lonely, abandoned, sad. If you've burdened, addicted, lost, frustrated, forgotten, disappointed, can I tell you? Your answer to your situation, to your problems, to your circumstance, it's Jesus. And guys. We've got the answer. Man, we've got the world's answer, and they want to know. They want to know how to fix all of this. All of this. All of this is answered in this. It's answered in Jesus. Our job as followers of Christ, hear me out, is not to make Foundations Church famous isn't to make me the next pastor on TV have my own reality show, <laughs> keeping up with the graves. Um, and I, it's to make Jesus famous, to make Jesus known to this world. And you and I can't be timid. We can't be ashamed or embarrassed to talk about what we love the most because if i ask you all here for the most part i would say 98 percent of us if i said what's the most important you would say your relationship with jesus and yet we are more timid about talking about our relationship with jesus we're more embarrassed and awkward talking about our relationship with jesus than we are anything else and here's what paul says to second to timothy in second timothy chapter one verse six to eight it says this This is why I remind you to fan into flames a spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power of love and of self discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Man. If, you're gonna, if you and I are going to be a Timothy, if we're going to live a life that honors God, we can never be ashamed. We can never be embarrassed to tell others about who Jesus is. Oh, but I tell people about Jesus all the time. I, 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 I put it on Facebook and say, share this 20 times if you love Jesus, if you believe he's the one. That doesn't mean jack. All that means you got a lot more time than I do. When's the last time you have talked, you have just shared with those around you about Jesus? Because here's a crazy thing. We have let what should be the most important become the most awkward. We have let what should be the most important topic to talk about with others become the most awkward thing that we talk about others. And can I tell you, if you're waiting for the awkwardness to go away, if you're waiting for the timidity to go away, it's not going to. You got to jump in. Because here's what you and I have to realize. As followers of Christ... The the reason this is such a big deal, the reason we're spending a Sunday about engaging in the significant and avoiding the worthless, the the reason we're talking about, man, having, you know, not being awkward, not being timid, not being ashamed, not being embarrassed about talking about what you love the most is because we're commanded to do it. You don't like that word. You're not going to tell me what to do. We don't like that word as a culture. Nobody can tell me what to do. But if you have a life that has been surrendered to Jesus Christ, check out what Jesus instructs not lost people to do, but his followers to do. It says this in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. It says, and Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. And Jesus just drops the mic and he walks off the stage. He said this to his followers. As followers, we're supposed to go everywhere and tell everyone about Jesus. We're not just supposed to Facebook status it. We're not just supposed to tweet it out. And and hear me, I love that you guys Facebook about your church, I do. I love that you tweet about your church and you keep doing it, because we've seen a lot of people coming in, but you know what? You and I are instructed not to leave it there. We're instructed to tell everybody, everywhere about Jesus. You know, it's crazy to me, I can go to Ethiopia into a hut of somebody I don't know. Somebody I have nothing in common with. And we went last fall, and we're gonna go in October if you're interested, but I I can walk into this hut and I can have such a boldness. I can talk to them about Jesus and that he hasn't forgotten him. He's their hope. And we've got a language barrier. We've got a culture barrier. We've got a belief barrier. They don't know me. I don't know them. I can't say inside jokes that they're going to keep up. I mean, there's all these things, and yet I can go in. But why can't we be bold halfway around the world, and yet we're not telling people, we're not engaging in the significant with the people we love the most? the people we're working right next to, your neighbors, your kids, your parents, your friends. Man, why aren't we engaging in this? Because you and I, everywhere we go, in your house, at your work, with your neighbors, man, you're afraid you're going to come across weird. But what if you have the answer that they're looking for? Man, this is such a big moment. He says this in Acts chapter one, verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. You, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Romans ten fourteen says this, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they haven't heard about him? and how can they hear about him unless someone tells them how do they know their situation doesn't disqualify them from a relationship unless you tell them oh but i've been divorced five times how are they going to know your answer is jesus oh but i have this in my How do you know? But I've been hurt by the church. How will they know? You and I are commanded to go. We're commanded to engage in the significant, to be the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hid. We've got the answer. Let us have a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind of self-control and that we will never ever be ashamed to tell others about Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel like, man, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I don't have the answers. That's okay, neither do I, but what I do know is you have a story, you have a relationship and when you have a story, when you have a testimony, when you have a relationship, that's enough. God didn't say you have to know everything to say, he just says you gotta go and say it. And let's be a world, let's be a church that rises up and we become people who are Timothy's, who are living life, that honors him in every aspect, that we will engage in the significant and not just the worthless. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And God, I ask right now that you would, man, I pray there would be an urgency in this building. Lord, when you know the answer, it's hard to stay quiet when you know the thing that can fix it. God, whether you're sitting in a class or you hear people talking, it's hard to just keep it to yourself when you know it's going to make it better. And Jesus, we've got you inside of us. And Lord, we know what will make people's lives better. We know what they're searching for. We know what they're looking for. God, it's not going to be found in another relationship. It's not going to be found in another one-night stand. It's not going to be found being accepted into this group. It's not going to be found with more money. It's not going to be found in a nicer house. It's not going to be found in just going to church. But Jesus, you are the answer. We've got you inside of us. And God, I pray that there would be an urgency inside of us to go everywhere and tell everyone about the man named Jesus Christ. God, I pray that there would be a grassroots movement that happens once again. That Lord, we stop depending on all of the mechanisms, all the trinkets, all the tools. And God, we would just preach you everywhere everywhere we go, to everyone we meet, God, I pray that you would raise up people who would be your followers God who would engage in the significant God and that we would see people's lives change because God don't let us be timid don't let us be shy but give us a spirit of power give us a spirit of love give us a spirit of self-control so that we won't be timid and we won't be shy and we won't be embarrassed or ashamed to talk about you but we would embrace the awkwardness and we would stay Step into the significant role that you have called us as men and women to live out in this world. We've got the answer for depression. We've got the don't, don't let us be more passionate about our political stance than we are about our savior stance. Don't let us be more political. Don't let us be more passionate about our gun control stance than we are about our savior stance. Don't let us be more passionate about our kids, about our pets, about where we go and eat, God, and yet we don't tell anyone about you. But I pray that we We have the answer inside, and we would let it out so that this world might know about you, that you would be made famous in what you're doing through our lives, God. Oh, give us a spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. We go everywhere and engage in the significant. Lord, I praise you, and I thank you for it. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today. You say, Justin, I'm here, but I don't know Jesus is my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. Maybe you're here today and you say, Justin, I I just need to recommit my life to Him because my relationship isn't where it should be. It's not what it should be. I'm not where I need to be. First John 1.9 says this, If we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. So if that's you today, when I count to three, would you just raise your hand right where you are, and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that will change your life forever. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. There's one hand, there's two hands. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted. There's three hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today, and I need to get things right, and I need to recommit my life today. Is there anyone? Yeah, I see your hand, there's four hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. Man, don't be timid. Don't be ashamed, but take this step right now. If that's you, you just raise your hand right where you are. Is there anyone else? You join these four hands that are lifted. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today, and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Can we give these four people that raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. And here's how I want to end this. If you made this decision, we're going to put up a a slide on the screen uh, that that kind of walks you through your next step or you can go through our Connect Center. But here's what I want to talk to us, the followers of Christ, all of us in this room about. I want to give us homework because here's the truth. Our, Our problem isn't... Isn't the, um, the information of God's Word? We've got the information. It's the application. It's putting it in practice. And so today, I want to give you two things I want you to do this week. The first thing is this. I want you to engage in a significant conversation you've been avoiding. Whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a kid, whether it's a parent. I want you to engage in that conversation. That you would engage in the significant and not just let your life be full. Of worthless. And the second thing is this. I want you to talk to someone about Jesus Christ this week. Not just your church you go to. Invite Him to come to church with you. Yeah, but man, let's go out. What would, what would happen if churches all over the world did this this week? Man, it would change the world. It would change the landscape of our country, of our nation. But what happens if in Tulsa, just this service, you guys go out this week and you go and talk to somebody about Jesus Christ, man, you engage in a conversation about what Jesus means to you. That's the challenge. That's the application of what you've heard today is that your followers would go everywhere and talk to everyone about the good news that is Jesus Christ, that He is the answer. If you'll stand with me across this place. Shannon's going.
0: Believe, belong, become. Join in our vision at Foundations Church. Services are every Sunday at 9 and 10.45 a.m. And our youth service voltage is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more about us or to get plugged in, check us out online at FoundationsChurch.tv.